I Got the Hell Out does contain explicit content that might not be suitable for some listeners, such as children, those that easily get offended, and we do recommend that listeners at work put your earbuds in if you have co-workers around. And if you like the show, please spread the word by telling as many people as you can. We'd also appreciate if you would subscribe, rate, hopefully with five stars, and review the podcast on iTunes. You can find us there as well as on Stitcher and Overcast. You can follow us on Twitter at WasInACult, on Facebook at I Got the Hell Out, and on Instagram at I Got the Hell Out with an underscore after each word. You can contact us through our website at IGotTheHellOut.com. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Laura. And this, this is, is I Got, Got the Hell Out. All right, who's going first? Uh, well, <laughs> usually we t- talk about our weeks, and we both had really, really shitty weeks. And it seems like that's kind of like a habit lately, but whatever. Um, so on that note, and also because the topic today is kind of a serious one, it's about the after effects of being in a cult, we're going to kind of skip the joking and all that kind of stuff. We probably need the time anyway, because I took notes and did my homework and I have a lot written down about this. Oh, good. So we'll actually hit our time that we want. We might. Um, We're going to give a shout out to Tabrina, who works on our website. It's completely our fault that um, we haven't sent you anything lately, and we hope you're hanging in there. And we are the ones dropping the ball, not Sabrina. I mean, if we don't send her stuff, there's nothing for her to post. So we are taking total responsibility on that one, and we will be sending you stuff ASAP. And now we are, should we do culty corrections and updates quickly? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, quickly, we're going to get through the culty corrections and updates. Uh, a few episodes back, we had been talking about um, what is a cult. And one of the things about what is a cult is, is do they do animal sacrifices? Okay. You had asked me if my cult did, and I said yes. Oh, and that that really freaked me out. Yes, because they had a red heifer, which is a heifer is a cow. And it's completely red. There's no white hairs, no black hairs. It's a oh, special the animal. the thing, they sacrificed it? They sacrificed it, and oh. I told you they, they burnt it up into ashes, but I couldn't really remember why, what they did with them. One of the ex-members... What they did with the ashes? Correct. I mean, okay. Uh, one of the ex-members contacted me after listening to the episode because we have quite a few ex-members that are listening and want to participate. That is and they're so cool. They are biting at the bit. To, chomping at the bit? Chomping at the bit, <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, um, this ex-member contacted me and they told me that they burn the red heifer and make the ashes um, and they use lye water, like L-Y-E. That's that stuff that you had to walk through. Yes. Remember last episode was that you had to walk through it to get to the... Yeah, you service the whatever the hell correct. It's you had okay. to like sanctify your feet, feet right? But um, anyway, they they mix these ashes of the red heifer into this lye water, then they sprinkle. Please, the, please tell me that's not the water that you walk through. It's I I don't know. Maybe they recycle Dear it. God, please tell me you're not walking through heifer ashes. Um, I honestly will think about all the foot funk if they oh, were sprinkling the foot funk my. on you. They probably oh. do recycle it. I would. Oh I never god. thought about it. Oh my god, that's so disgusting. You're getting foot funk sprinkled on you along with them ashes. So you're walking. Th- oh my god. You know what? You need to ask your friend that's still there if they use that. I will have to try and find out. But I mean, unless you were in charge of being over the lye water, you would never know if it was recycled or not. You would see little ashes in it. Right? I, I don't... I mean, if you dumped an ashtray, well, you would see ashes, My gosh, right? how, these people are not washing their feet before they walk through it. I mean, imagine how much funk oh, is coming true. off of people's okay, feet. That's true. Okay, now before I rudely interrupted you, go ahead. Oh, anyway, um, they sprinkle the people at the beginning and the end of every feast because they believe that being around death in the world is a sickness and that the ashes of the red heifer rid you from that curse, that evil, vile okay, wait, curse. Wait, 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 I'm confused. So death is evil and... Well, the dead body makes you unclean, unclean. and it's the but highest yet, okay, part of unclean that you can fine. be. But then a dead heifer's ashes... Well, they're mixed in with the lye water. I guess they become magical again. I don't know. All right, you know, I'm... Um, Forget it. Well, that was just an update. I wanted okay. to let everybody know. I, I, I had, like I said, an ex-member contact me and 
I totally forgot about that. And then I, they told me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, now I remember. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to our Australian listener. Her Yay. name is Marion. Um, she posted on Facebook. I n- had no clue that Australia is about the same size, if not bigger than the mainland of the United States. Oh, she did an awesome... Oh, it was an overlay. An overlay, yeah, of Australia and the United States. Yes. That's so cool, so thank you. Thank you so much, and um, there she gave us a, uh, a pod, uh, podcast of Australian ladies who do cults. She said they're loaded with crazy-ass cults over there, too. So. Oh, well then, hey, you know what? we got to connect with them. And I was able to access some pictures that I did not think I was able to access. Now, re- oh yeah, you told me about this, and there last, is one I cannot wait to post it. Last episode, we talked about cult clothing in the holy garments, and right. I mentioned that during one of the feasts, that they found out that they were all wearing gold, gold, and I told and you. And you were saying, all I remember was the gold pimp suit. He looks like he's he's pimped out in mustard-colored shit. And this is the Grand Poobah. The Grand Poobah. And the picture is entitled, The Golden Shaft. <laughs> If you believe that one, the and uh, the golden okay, wait, shaft. I know that we said this was going to be a serious episode, but I'm sorry, the golden shaft. Yes, and we're going to the grand poobah. Yes, and we're going to and we have a picture. We have a picture, and I could probably screenshot it so that it even says the Polish the Polish oh, shaft. The, pol- the Polish shaft. Well, it's a pole. It's a shaft. I, oh the polished shaft. Um. Anyway, uh, getting back to um, the culty corrections and updates, those are the three things I had to talk about and today. And then I just wanted to, what was the other one? I had one You here. wanted to give a shout out to um, the oh, podcast we did, oh, we yeah, talked we about gave, last week. We gave a shout out to Hoosier Homicide last week. No, and we played a clippy thing. Well, we played a clippy thing, gave a shout out. Okay, well, what? what's the clippy thing called? A promo, oh, I think. Oh, I don't know. We're new with this, I'm guys. Learning all, I'm learning all this new <laughs> vocabulary. But anyway, I don't know if I mentioned to you that for about three years, I was a Hoosier. Uh, real quickly, what yeah, the hell's a Hoosier? It is someone that lives in the state of Indiana. I passed through Indiana when I was going back and forth. I don't think that I don't think that qualifies. Lots of cornfields and yep. and they it was really weird because they have them sectioned off and like they're growing GMO shit with it's different batches. Oh really? Um you go down the one section of highway and they had like fifteen different fields and there were big caution signs to not enter the fields. Oh wow. And it was they were experimenting with different pesticides and seeds and stuff. And so was, you drove like through the whole state, pretty much. Because I, when I lived there, I lived in Fort Wayne, which is very close to the Ohio border. So it was oh, I much, don't know. I just came off of the highway. Oh, I yeah, went. No. I went. It, you just kind of shoot through it and into Ohio. Okay. Yeah. So I lived whatever highway. I think that it was is. like an hour, maybe ish, from Ohio, but it wasn't too far from Ohio. So. But anyway, yeah, I was a Hoosier for about three years. Hey, if anybody out there is a Hoosier or is just in the state of Indiana, uh, hit our Facebook page. I got the hell out. And, and listen to Hoosier Homicide. Yeah, there and listen to Hoosier Homicide. So um, after okay, all of that, uh, I think... Kool-Aid. Oh, we got Kool-Aid recipe. Yeah. Um, today's Kool-Aid recipe comes from a listener that, of course, goes to our page on a website. That's right. We're at website. a page. Website. website. And I actually think the title is so fitting for this episode. It is. Um, the Kool-Aid winner this week is Sharon, and she submitted Out of the Blue. Which, uh, like I said, it's perfect because all um, of these things... Well, when you leave the cult, sometimes things just hit you out, out of, the, of the, blue. the blue. Yes. Um, it's Captain Morgan's Parrot Bay Coconut Rum. And we uh, it's a berry blue Kool-Aid, so we're keeping it look, looking like an ocean water. But it's called Out of the Blue. I personally like coconut. See, I hate coconut. And see, it coconut. was my week. It was my week to pick the winner, so that's well, why that's I picked fine. this one. That's fine. You know what? No, I think I'm in the minority. I think everyone loves coconut. I hate coconut. Every time I smell coconut, though, I think of suntan lotion. Yeah. Oh no, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, like I said, this episode is probably going to be a bit lengthy because there is a lot to it. All right. Where do you want to start? Oh, gosh, where to start, where to start, where to start. Um, who, the... the How ev- 
Oh, no, go ahead. The effects start even before you leave. That's what I was just going to ask you. I was going to ask you when was the first time that something kind of hit you or I don't know if that's the right terminology, but well, just being told that you're supposed to listen to the sermon tapes 24 seven because subconsciously you'll suck it all in. Well, they did that. Didn't they like do that? Who was it? Jim Jones. Like they played the tapes on the loudspeakers. I'm not sure. Stop. I think, but you were supposed to listen 24 seven. It didn't have to be turned up real loud. Just enough. So, and I mean, even in your sleep, you're supposed to listen to to anything 24 seven. I don't want to listen to anything. I I don't know, but I can tell you, um, traveling from the state that I was stuck in after I got out of the cold, I would go to home to visit my family. Okay. One of the things that really got to me at one point was I'm driving down the highway. I've been out for a year, maybe two years. Oh, wow, that long. And okay. I would... Keep flipping the radio station as you're driving down the highway at 3, 4 a.m., right? Kind of like scanning. It seek, yeah. You hit oh, seek. Oh, yeah, right. Before we had satellites. Yes, 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 yes. I still don't have that crap. I don't have satellite radio. I'm surprised I even know what a podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one of the things was with the propaganda when you lived out of town was they urged you to reuse your sermon tape and go to your local radio station where you can buy time or you can put a program on. Kind of like radio PBS. And you had to buy it with your own money, I'm sure. Yes, yes. But it was, was, you were helping the cause. Well, here I am at 3 a.m. I don't know what state I'm in. I don't know what highway I'm on. My kids are asleep in the backseat. I'm trucking down the highway. And I'm hitting the seat button, and all of a sudden, the leader's voice comes over the fucking radio, and I almost wrecked the car. I remember screaming and slightly swerving the wheel, and I was so freaked out, I had to pull over, and I I, Oh my God, were you like sweating and like the whole panic attack almost? Yes, 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 because that was the last thing I expected was to hear, and it's happened twice um, on those road trips. Holy, now was that the first time that you really had something... Just like hit you out, out of the, the blue, blue kind of? Yeah. Um, no, there's been a lot of things. Do you um, remember? Was that the first one though? I mean, do no. You, okay, well, no. do you remember I, what the very first one was? Oh, the very first one that was one of the biggest ones. I was, well, there's two that come to mind, okay? Um, I walked into a friend of mine's house. Um, and there was a space heater. Okay. And for some reason, my eyes locked onto this simple little tiny space heater. And it, I don't know how else to explain it, except it was like tunnel vision. All of a sudden, like my eyes were going really fast to the space heater and like everything on the sides of me was blurred. Oh, And man. then all of a sudden, I was standing in the feast trailer. And, oh, damn. And I'm standing there going, holy shit, holy shit, how did I get here? Oh, my God. They're gonna Maybe ki- it was the time machine. They're going to you know? kill me. I'm thinking in my head, they can't find me here. What am I going to do? And I'm thinking, okay, I have to wait till night. I have to, my gosh, what time is it? I have to wait oh till it gets dark. Oh, my God. And then I'm thinking, okay, when it gets dark, I'm going to have to try and sneak off the grounds. But I don't even know where the guards are. What if they catch me? And at that point... Somebody had grabbed me and was shaking me. And my friends told me that I had turned ghost white. My jaw was slacked open. Like a little tiny bit of drool was coming out of the one corner of my mouth. They said I was ghost white. And right before they started to shake me, they said I started to shake like I was shivering. And they had no idea what was wrong with me. Oh, my God. So it, another instance that comes to mind is I had my resale shop um, that I lived above. And at closing time, me and another friend of mine, we were taking a table to these two guys, two guys who had bought a table. Right. Well, um, it took all four of us to get it up to the second floor apartment. And when we finally, it was heavy. It was a heavy table. Um, and guys were like, hey, you guys want a couple of beers? And hell, it was beer 30. And shop was closed. <laughs> right. So the one guy went to get us a couple of beers and told us to have a seat, make ourselves comfortable. 
Um, and they were about our age, so we were just casually talking. And I looked down to the right, and there is cult propaganda and literature. Oh, no. Sitting for off your cult. For the cult that I was in. Oh, my God. I instantly thought I was being set up. That right. they were sent into my shop to purposely buy this piece of furniture to get me to the to apartment. Get you upstairs, right. And then kill me. Damn. I jumped up and I I must have looked like one of those sitcoms where they had, you know, they, they had a deadbolt, they had a chain. Right. And they had the door handle. And here I am Did locking. Did you just get the hell out of there? I jumped up and I was trying to first open the door and it wouldn't open and I un- unlocked the handle. And, and of course, the deadbolt's on there. Right. So I undo the deadbolt and the chain's, chain's on there on and there. I'm, I'm yanking. And everybody's standing there looking at me with their mouth hanging open. They have no idea. Because they're just like, I want to drink a beer with you. They, well, my friend that went with me was a friend that I had met and wasn't in the cult. They had oh, no so I- she had no clue. She had no what, clue okay. either what was going on. So and like it was, she, it was, she saw that cult material, she had, she no, had no clue. Nobody knew what was going on because okay. I had just jumped up like somebody had stabbed me. And like I said, I'm pulling on the door and the chain's there. And for whatever reason, I shut the door and I relocked the bottom. At this point, they told me, I'm going, ah, ah. Oh, my God. And my friend comes over and she grabs me and she goes, what is wrong? What is wrong? And I screamed, they're going to kill me. They're going to kill me. And these two dudes are looking at me wide-eyed, mouth right, open, right. like, what is like, this? No, we're not. What is this crazy bitch talking right. about? And I pointed at the literature and I said you're one of them you're one no. of them and the guy looked at it and the guy bust one guy busted out laughing he's like no no we're not we're not and did I'm they like, say why they had that I said well why the fuck do you have all that literature then and the one guy busted out laughing and he said they were actually interested in going at one point and I had been out for at least four and a half years by that point. Okay. And I had no idea who the new members were or anything. Right. So they could have been new members. That, for that's all you right. Know. right. They could have been okay. somebody that was actually sent to kill me. And right. I, anyway, they were interested in joining, but they really didn't have a lot of value other than working in the fields, paying tithes. Oh, so the cults like would not be interested in them. Is they that didn't what you mean? Ha- right, they okay. didn't they were not gay. They were not any of the gay guys that I talked about. Like I said there's nothing wrong with that. The cult just doesn't like them. Um but they didn't have any money that the cult could take. Right. They were just two guys that were roommates and they worked um jo- regular jobs. That you know, they weren't great paying jobs and they were going to pay their tithe. But they, the cult didn't want them, and they would not be a lot of benefit. So when they don't want somebody, what they do is they start telling you, well, you have to buy this cleanse for $59.95. Oh, so they kind of you just have make to, it too expensive. You have to buy these essential oils. You have to buy this other cleanse. You, And the one guy was like, we looked at each other and went, this is nothing but a money-making scheme. And they could tell that they really weren't wanted there. And, yeah, that was another one that got me really bad. I really thought these guys were there to kill me. Now, did you mention anything to them about you were in that cult? Or did you just Well, of course, because I okay. pointed at the literature and said, you're one of them. And that's when they told me that they had tried right. to join. Right, but then did you say, I was there? Well, they kind of knew because I freaked out. And then what was their reaction? Um, I don't remember. All I know is a lot of beer was had after that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I only lived, uh, my shop was only a couple of blocks where we, um, um, delivered that. So, had quite a few beers, went home, and, um, yeah, that was, I, there's a lot that goes with this. Um, and you said that was how long after you were out? It was like four, four Four, and a half years after I was out, and it, I, Things today still get me. Like what? My son, a few years ago, was in ROTC in high school. And in the basement, he set up a full-length mirror. He set up his ironing board. um, And every time I would walk past that mirror, I would literally shriek, jump in the air, and then laugh at myself and tell myself how stupid I am. I know the mirror's there. But just seeing someone else out of the corner of my eye... 
shoot, how many times have you walked in on me? I'm, I'm in your house doing whatever, and you walk in. Most of my clients to this day, um, there's one guy that I work for. I had just sprayed down the bathtub and the shower with scrubbing bubbles. And I stepped in, and I'm scrubbing away, and he pokes his head into the bathroom to let me know he's leaving. Oh, okay. I screamed. I did the Hoobie Scooby dance, hands up in the air. And, of course, I'm standing on a newly layer of Wiped scrubbing out. bubbles. Did you wipe out? I start doing the Hoobie Scooby dance, and all he can do is stare at me with his eyes bugged out, his mouth dropped down. And at one point, I guess I got one foot to each end of the tub, and I got my hands situated somewhere, and I'm just sitting there going, <gasps> Oh, my God. And he apologized profusely, but to this day, he will call from the bottom of the steps. He will call from a room or two away. I'm leaving, right. or where are you? So he can come and find me and not scare me to death. Um, I do a lot of things in excess because they took it away. Oh, so kind of like since you weren't allowed to do it, you're going to do it now and you're going to do it, you're going to really do it. Well, when they took the milk away from us and we had to buy from them, I really didn't have access to milk for almost six months because that was way before we had a cow. You had to get on a list. And you said it was really expensive too. Like it you was, jacked up the price. It was $5 a gallon back in 99, 1999. It was, they were selling it for $5 a gallon. So like... What would you do if you had little kids? I mean, how would you... Like I said, some people had goats. You could um, find somebody who had goats and try and um, pay pay them less money. I only sold mine for $4 because I felt it was unfair to price gouge people. Okay. But I couldn't really go less than 4 because I only had one cow and... That cow used the oats and the hay exclusively. And I so had you had to, to pay for that. Right. And that's what the $4 went to. And it basically covered the oats, um, anything I needed from the vet or anything okay. else. But if you had little kids, um, you could buy the, for a while you could buy the goat milk, pasteurized goat milk at the store. But the grocery stores there couldn't keep it in stock because... You'd, Everyone wanted it. Everybody wanted it, and you, but you, you, you was almost never in stock. So if they just put eight of them out, and you ha- happened to go to you know this grocery store, and you're like, holy crap, they just put out eight, and you had to buy it in quarts. Okay. Um, eight quarts. I'm buying both two gallons. My right. family has two gallons of milk. Right. And they just couldn't keep it in stock. To this day, I drink about a gallon of milk a day. Just because. Because for that six months, I was pregnant with my second son, and I had no access to milk, and I loved milk to begin with. And, like, no calcium. Um, I took prenatal vitamins and all that other stuff, but I think to this day, I drink the excess milk because I was denied it for so long. Right. What else do you do in excess? I pretty much only wear jeans 99.9% with zippers. of the time. Yeah, I love my zipper. <laughs> And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, go. What episode was that? Uh, this was remember. last episode talking about the clothing. Oh, that's right. But there was, was I think it was there two. was another episode yeah. that I mentioned about why we couldn't about wear how jeans. zippers are for men only. I I love bacon and ham, and I eat that in excess because of the dietary laws. We weren't allowed to have certain things. Well, there's nothing wrong with bacon. There's um, no such thing as too much bacon. My mother will not discuss religion with me anymore or the Bible because I've got 10 years of it smashed into my head. And when I point out inconsistencies and in things to her, she doesn't want to hear it. I mean... Did, no, is she religious? Yes. Okay. Um, when I say, you know, did the penguins really walk all the way from Antarctica, you know, and how many thousands of miles to get on a boat? Really? <laughs> <clears throat> and that's why I enjoy my my um, Jehovah Witness friends, because I can spout out this all this Bible knowledge because it's useless to me in any other way. Um, I do get a kick at look, looking everybody I can in the eye and smiling at them because you weren't allowed to look people in the eye. Meant you wanted to have sex with them. Oh my God! Really? I'm looking at you in the eye, Laura. I want to have sex with you. Just I mean, what if you look? Oh no. 
I mean, anyone at all. You could not look anyone in the eye. You weren't supposed to. When it when it came down to it, the final ruling, because again, it was a slow process of taking away looking people in the eye. It came out that if... So what would you do if, say, you were talking with somebody? Would you would you stare, like, above their head or you over just, their you, shoulder? You just, you, you you just kind of look, like, down at their chin area. That had to be the most bizarre thing. The whole place was bizarre for crying out loud. I know, I know. Um, let's see. This one is a real doozy. Um, I can't really bring myself to go into a church anymore. I've done it. I don't like it. I went for years when, when I moved back to Pittsburgh. Me and my children went with my mother to Christmas Eve service. That's okay. all she asked. And she belonged to a progressive church. It was non-denominational, but it used to freak me the hell out because these people put their hands in the air when they're singing and praising, and it just, again, mental flashback. Too culty. Mental flashback. And I knew I wasn't in the culty place. I knew I was safe. But inside my brain is screaming, I hate this, I hate this, why am I here? Well, and you probably heard some of the same scripture that was pounded into your head, I would think. No? I try, I would use psychological tricks, like I would be, I don't know if anybody else can do this, but you are listening to a song in your head. Okay. I can blast the volume and stare at something until I can hear that the preacher or whoever is talking but the volume in my head is turned all the way up to like highway to hell i'm listening to dc highway to hell in my head basically and i'm staring at something and you don't blink and if you do it long enough it starts to swirl around like you're tripping almost okay and you can block stuff out um if anybody out there is a psychologist or something and can tell me what that's actually called i'd love it I went to um, a friend's memorial service. I I had to make myself go. And it was in a church. Oh. And I... The the preacher got real preachy and talked a long time with a lot of scriptures. And I was losing it. And I just stared at my friend's portrait. And I, again, turned the volume real high in my head. And I talked to her. And... Stared at her portrait and just talked to her about how much I would miss her and thought about the times that we had. But I, I unless I have to, I, I can't go into church anymore. My cousin died of an overdose. Uh, heroin sucks. Please don't get started on it, people. If you're on it, please seek help. And if you feel alone out there, anyone, there are is a Facebook page called The Addict's Mom. It's a large Facebook group. Anyway, she OD'd and died, and I had to go into a Catholic church. And I I willed myself to do it, and I sat in the very last pew at the very edge where I could... So you could leave if you had to. I could bolt if I had to. And my mom was disappointed, and she went to go sit up with the family, and they I've never been to a Catholic funeral, and they're, they're baptizing the casket in holy water. They're singing things in Latin, um, all kinds of crap. And all of a sudden, this guy comes out with what looks like a big-ass chandelier thing that's smoking. I love that smell, the incense. Oh. Love it. My gosh. He love comes it. out swinging this thing, and I'm like... Wow, this is interesting. And there's this clouds. Best smell ever. The look of horror on my mother's face. Because she has bad asthma. And she has to buy the unscented laundry soap. Okay. She she can be thrown into an asthma attack if she's sitting next to somebody who's wearing too much perfume. Okay. she, She sees this guy swinging this big smoking thing coming out. I see her jump up, grab her coat, and her eyes are the oh size of gosh, saucers. Oh, my gosh, she had to get out of there. And she is running down. And this is a very long church. Right. Um, and she comes, and she makes the motion, scoot over, scoot over. And we were able to sit there probably for another 15 minutes before the cloying, gross, nasty smell that you like. I love the incense smell. We, my son was there, too, and the three of us, 
that's the reason we jumped up and ran out of the church because they started the oh la 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 whatever they do in Catholic stuff. And we stood outside until they came out and brought the casket out. And Deb doesn't do church anymore. Uh, I I can't imagine why. I talked to a few people. Um, my son was one of them. He was in a program a couple of years ago. And in this program, they took them to um, a meeting. And when he walked in... My call is a big metal building. It's a pre, it's not prefab. You, you can buy these metal buildings and you can make them to order to however big you okay. want them. But they basically all look the same when you're on the inside. It's the same corrugated roof. It's the same big white beams. It's the so same. So it's like kind of very generic. Yes. And I've actually walked into a couple of them and had to tell myself, because my brain automatically goes, holy crap, are we here? And, and I have to look around and go, no, we're not. Well, my son actually had a flashback because oh, no. he, the building, that, the way that was around it, they started the meeting with a prayer, which they don't usually do. And the guy threw his hands up in the air as he was praying, which totally threw my son into a flashback. He started hyperventilating. He ran out of the room. Oh, and that was the year we told my mother, we prefer not to do Christmas. We can't do it. We can't it. do it. We right? can't. We can't. It just, it's too much of a mental strain. Um, I'm going to take a break here for a moment. I need to get a drink and compose my thoughts for the next thing here. Um, I'll be right back, guys. Alrighty. Talking excess. Okay? Yes. You can't go into a church. What are some other things that you can't do? Um, I've mentioned on another episode that I can't really wear a bathing suit. I forced myself to once and went in the water for about an hour. And is that because they kept saying that like the body's evil, you have to cover up? Uh, just the, just... the the whole cover up thing. Okay. I, like I said, I, I wear jeans. I don't wear dresses, um, skirts, anything like that anymore. I wear black jeans when I have to go to a funeral or something. I don't really wear shorts anymore. By the way, it's very liberating, ladies. You don't have to shave. If you don't wear shorts, you don't have to shave your legs. Um, I don't tell people, bless you, anymore when they, like sneeze. When they sneeze. Yes, I, I ask them, can I get you a tissue? <laughs> Now, is that because of the whole church scripture, whatever thing, or well, it the comes word back, bless, it, or what? It come, well, saying bless you comes from ancient pagan times when people believed that when you sneezed, your soul actually came outside your body for a split second. And then when okay. you drew your breath back in, you were breathing your soul back in, but demons could also slip in with that. So that's why someone would say, bless you, or God bless you, right? so that the demons couldn't take seed in your body. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. The state that all of this happened in, I would rather drive around the state than to go through it again, anywhere near it. And I was forced oh, a few years back. Um, my youngest son, as I have mentioned, he left and went and moved back with my ex. My oldest was with me, so he continued to pay child support. Okay. Now, when the child support um, maxed out for my oldest son, he graduated high school. He was not going to college. They The payment stopped. He had always told me that he would never make me pay for the other one because I don't make a lot of money. I got the letter in the mail that he was he was wanting his child support. So, but didn't you say he made a lot of money? He, he did it for spite. Anytime he could drive a nail into me to hurt me. Because you left him. Because I left him. So I put my big girl panties on. I rented a car and I went to face him at the courthouse. And his attorney tricked me. The bitch tricked me. And... She never filed the paperwork. She what, what paperwork? For the child support. The child support paperwork. We okay. met because it was the child support people that caught the fact of I 
anyway, it was the child support people who called the meeting. Okay. Things were figured out, this, that, and the other thing. And I should have known something was up because she was grinning. I didn't, she wanted me to sign something. I said, I'm not signing anything until it's prepared and you send it to me and I read it. Well, about three months later, I get a letter in the mail that we have to go to court again. And I'm like, what the fuck? Here, it was the child support people that had asked for the meeting. She then, after I left, turned around, canceled that court date, and renewed a court date at the request of her client, which was my ex. Right. And my ex, which was totally acceptable to the courts because they didn't blow off the original court date. They were resetting it at the client's request. So again, I find myself being dragged to this state that I desperately do not want to be in. Right. I get there. Um, by this time, I am remarried to another ex-cult member. And his dad was still a member. We were packing his stuff up to move up to my house. But who, who's dad? Your new husband? Yes. Or, okay. Yes, my new husband, who was also an ex-member from the same cult. Um, we packed some stuff up to take to his dad to drop off. And I totally forgot where his dad lived. So when we turned onto the dirt road, there's a lot of people that live on the seven-mile-long dirt road where the second dirt road is halfway in the middle. And I kept getting a little more anxious, more anxious, more anxious. And when we got to within sight of the second dirt road where you hang a right to go to the actual cult land, I started freaking out. And I, I started trying to get out of the truck, but it had automatic door locks. So oh And it wouldn't open. The driver was the only one that had access to the door locks. So it wasn't even like I could hit buttons or anything. The vehicle was moving. It's a child safety thing. And I actually pulled my gun out and was thinking, I'm going to have to shoot my new husband because he actually just lured me back here and they're going to torture me and kill me. Oh, my! so you thought like he was in on it? Yes. Just like the guys that had the literature, the literature on the floor. Right. I was thinking irrationally. Uh, there's a road real, real soon after that that it's, it separates people's properties right before the gates. And we turned right down that. And I... Felt a little better, but I spent 45 minutes locked in that truck with my gun in my lap as like members. Protection, like thinking that someone's going to come after you? Yeah, because there were um, other male members walking around outside the truck. I didn't know what was going to happen. Did you recognize any of them? No, the only one that I knew was his dad, which okay. is my father-in-law right now. And it was it was freaking scary. I, I, I don't ever want to go back to that state again. Uh, to finish up, though, with the um, the child support, for whatever reason, they refiled again to try and make me go to that state again. So I just hired an attorney and said, basically, screw it. And he was trying to get me for four times the amount that I actually had to pay, plus two years of back support. Oh, my gosh. And my attorney, lover, 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 she was able to prove that he did not even pay what he was supposed to pay for 10 years. For your other child. For my for both for, of my kids. Oh, 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 okay. He was paying what he, he was paying for one child for 10 years instead of two. Instead of two, and I had never gotten an increase cuz he would always threaten me. Go ahead, fill out the paperwork. You'll get less than what you get now. My kids were on Medicaid their entire lives because he refused to give them medical insurance. And he had the money. He had the means to do it. Oh, yeah, but they don't do doctors out there, so he's oh, not paying right. for it. And my attorney was awesome. She got the back child support taken away, and she even got it to where I paid less than what the minimum was because why is it fair for you know you to pay this amount of money for 10 years for, for two children? So right. here, for the next 15 months, I had to make 15 payments, which... I did it, you know, hey, yay me. Um, and I'm done with it now. But yeah, the, he, he, he will, I guess, try to fuck with me every chance he gets. And now that both of my kids are aged out and maxed out, I don't think there's much he can do to me anymore. Right. But it's still, it, the way people 
can mess with you like that. I, I can't go back there. Um, the, uh, I've talked to a few other ex-members. And, and I'm sure they have similar stories. They do. things that set them off. Or... They do. Uh, one of the ones is the number 613. That sets us all off. Why? Why because it's the 613 laws that you have to live by in the first five books of the Bible. Oh, like the real Bible or your cult? The scripture book. Okay. Okay. The scripture book. Yeah. I keep calling it a Bible. Bible. Well, no, I just want to make sure. Is it like the one that the cult kind of made up or are there things that are in, like if you would pick up a Bible today? If you you could pick up the King James version, the the new international version, any of them. 613. Yes. Like you have to rest on the Sabbath. You can't have a, you can't have a frowny face. Remember? Oh, that's right. No frowny face. No frowny face. No television. But I did talk to a few of my ex member friends and ask them some things that, um, bothered them. And my one friend, I didn't even have to ask her because I knew what her answer would be. I am the last ex member that she actually still has any kind of contact with. Okay. And she'll talk to me all day long. Just don't bring that place up. Don't bring up anything that happened and don't bring up any other members. Or she'll say, I got to go. Bye. She does not want to remember it in any way, shape, just, or form. She, like her, her way of dealing is just block it out, I guess. Yes, it, okay. it never happened. I guess okay. it, and, and she did apologize to me the one day and she told me, she says, Deb, I do that because I don't want to remember. And she says, and I've, I, she struggles with the fact that we were really good friends and we still are, but I'm still a memory from there. Right. Oh, okay. That's got to be weird. Yes. Uh, there's another friend. I keep up with her on Facebook only. We weren't really friend friends, but we knew each other. And I find it really weird. She still keeps the purity laws of the bathroom. Like when the what the purity laws, which we're gonna, I think, I, I think we're gonna get into an episode of that at some point. Okay. The purity laws. She has a son. Okay. She's on her period. If she uses the toilet, it makes the toilet unclean until she cleans it, and it magically becomes clean at sundown. So, so what if he has to go to the bathroom? Well, sundown? she has him trained. Oh my god. To where she has her period, so when he gets up in the morning, he uses the bathroom because it was clean at sundown the night before. Right, so before she uses it, he goes. Yes, he uses the restroom. How old is he? Oh, gosh, I think he just turned 11. Oh, my God, okay. But I think he there's a a Folgers can or something in case he has to pee. But, yeah, he's she keeps the purity laws of the bathroom. And I asked her about it the one day. And I apparently she's whacked in the head on some things. I'm telling you, when people leave the cult, whether it's this one or other ones, it's very few people, some do, they go back to their original church or religion, no matter what they were. Okay. Most people, like myself we become atheist because we've been immersed in the religion for so long. There's so many... You just want away from it. Well, there's so many inconsistencies in the Bible. If people actually read it, you're like, what the hell? And there's so much rape. There's murder. There's genocide. There's... It's not a very nice book, (laughs) if you think about it. But um, there's also the few that go off the crazy route. That, like, they are still in search of something. Now, they've gone the regular route of religion. Now they've done the crazy cult. And I know uh, probably two or three ex-members, they subscribe to the flat earth theory at this point. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. The one guy was actually, I was laughing hysterically. And I'm like, you seriously believe this Like, how do you have a discussion with these people? It, it, It just happens. And it's funny because I'm laughing and I'm like, how can you believe this shit? And at one point he starts screaming at me that I have demons in me. I have demons in me and that they're keeping the knowledge from me. That's why I can't understand the flat earth and why. Did you tell him that like we've gone to outer space and we can see? Well, I try to tell him, you know, we're in like the 2000, we're in 2017. Uh We're not in 1720. Hello. (laughs) 
But yeah, it's everybody comes out of it with something different. Uh, a lot of people to this day will not eat pork of any kind. Okay. They still follow most of the dietary laws. Uh, of quite a few people use the excuse and to not work on the Sabbath. I just right. I'm just gonna lay around today because it's the Sabbath. Sabbath. Yeah. And they're not gonna celebrate it like the cult would. They're gonna lay around and drink beer. They're gonna watch movies. It's a day to be lazy. Okay. And that's about um it for the people that I've talked to and things I I'm not the only one. I'm sorry. Um people that you see, like I'll go to Walmart and in the distance, I will see somebody. I'll see an ex-member, which I know in my head is completely and utterly impossible. And it's never a friend or somebody that I would want to run into. It's always one of the elders, one of the elders' wives. No, you think you see them. Yes. Okay. It's somebody that resembles gotcha. somebody or somebody that I might have had a problem with. Okay. Because in the cult... If, I, I may not like you. You may not like me. Okay. We just avoid each other. We're, we're not put on the same work details. We don't volunteer for the same things. We're not in the same prayer circles. I, all your best friends may be in the same prayer circle as me. But I'm there. You'll go find a different one. So there's not a lot of conflict. But I still see people that I... And I have to blink and I make myself... I, I used to run. I used to go, oh my God. Gosh, and, and I would like go to another aisle and be semi hyperventilating and go, it can't be that person, and it can't be that person, and I actually started hunting them down in in the store and to to prove to, to make myself sure that it wasn't. Well, I knew logically, there is no way where I live. Right, I'm fifteen hundred miles from that place. And They're not shopping at your Walmart. What? Yeah. What are they doing in my my local Giant Eagle, my local Walmart, my my local Academy store? But my brain goes there. I don't know if it's just because I was threatened when I left that I shouldn't talk. It's I'd lo- I'd love to know more about the psychology of this stuff. Another thing is the words. A lot of us don't use. Phrases that we would normally use. We've talked about. Oh yeah, you that last about, time. Happy or happy something. happen, pan. Um, you couldn't even use pancakes; they were flapjacks. You couldn't say cereal; it was breakfast food. To this day, if somebody says breakfast food, I want to throat punch them. That just irritates me. Why couldn't you? Was it cereal? Was it like some god of cereal? The goddess. Oh, okay. Of the goddess of the grains was cereus, and that's where the word cereal comes for. Okay, now why couldn't you call it Cheerios? Why couldn't you cook Cocoa Puffs? Why right. do you have to call it breakfast, breakfast food? food? To this day, that is like nails on a blackboard to me. And we couldn't say, oh my God, because that's calling on a God. And I think it's funny because everybody would be going, oh my word, oh my word. No. That was that was. So the- what, you were calling on a God or the God or? You just couldn't say God. So when somebody blurts out. Okay. Well, we, you do it all the time. You're like, oh, my God. Right. We would were conditioned to blurt out, oh, my word, because they you can't say God. Okay. So to this day, I don't say it. I say, oh, my gosh, or something else. I really try not to say God just anyway. But there's still a lot of people um, that just to this day, they say, oh, my word. They don't say, oh, my God. So... The panic attacks, everything. It's 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 an ongoing thing, Laura. Do you have any questions for me about anything that I've talked about today? Because this was I an, an, have so many. This is basically I so. I mean, I don't even know where to start. This has basically been an unscripted episode. Usually, you have you make the manifesto. Right. I I, I just let you roll. Well, that's what we talked about. Um, I can tell you my first Christmas, my, the first Christmas that we were out. Cause you weren't allowed to celebrate Christmas. No, you couldn't celebrate okay. Christmas. And the first Christmas that we were out, my stepsister came to visit and our plans were to go to an army base that was close by because one of her best friends, 
Her platoon was deployed and her best friend was pregnant. She couldn't be deployed pregnant. Okay. Now this was you and your two sons. Me, my two sons, and my stepsister. Okay. She drove down to spend Christmas with us. And we opened all of our gifts from each other before we went to the army base. And I found it really odd. My sister got me a clock, a wall clock, okay, and a full-length mirror. And I thanked her, and I was like, okay, but this is odd. Why? Yeah, that's kind of a bizarre gift. And she said, Deb, look around. She says, the only clock in your house is next to your bed, so you can use your alarm in the morning. And she says, and the clock on the microwave, which isn't even set. She says, it's like time doesn't exist in your house. Oh, wow. And I thought about it because... For 10 years, time really didn't, didn't exist, exist for me because there's things you have to do during the day. The days ran together. You just really only had to know sundown on Sabbath and when it was over. So there really weren't a lot of clocks. Oh, and my gosh. As for the mirror, she said that the only mirror in my entire little house was the one that was the bathroom vanity. That You didn't have a full length. There was no other mirror. There wasn't oh even gosh. there wasn't even a decorative mirror like right. people have in their houses. And I thought about that too. And why was that? You- because we were taught about body image and you're not supposed to look at people's bodies. And that's why the baggy clothes came in and okay. the covering of the up. And subconsciously, they had basically trained me to not look at the rest of me. I could put my clothes on and know I'm dressed appropriately, but I'm only looking at my face up for combing my hair, brushing my right. teeth. And I, that one for years is really tripped with me that I didn't own clocks or mirrors. And psychologically, they took those things away from me without me even knowing it. And it was kind of an eye-opener on all of the other things that I've been going through. Um, it'll be 15 years this October that I've been out. So And this crap is still going on. Daily. The number 613 is it's fucking everywhere, Laura. It's on a clock twice a day. I sometimes most mornings will roll over, open my eyes, look at my clock and it's going, "Hi, guess what time it is?" Oh no. <laughs> For some reason people call me or text me and I'll pick up my phone and it's 613. But pages in books, the backs of license plates, addresses, anything. Just anything that could be 613. Anything that can. 613. Yes. Anything that, it happens on a daily basis. And mentally, it pisses me off because it makes me think about back there. It takes me back there right. without my permission. Right. Now, as for doing this show or talking to other people and experiences that I've had, that's my choice. It's on your terms. It is on my terms. But just like I told you, hearing hearing the leader's voice come out of the radio. Not your terms. That, that wasn't my terms. Right. That was, that was oh, look, a rock just hit you in the head. It, it, it wasn't on my terms. And to, to this day, I still struggle with it. I had a friend say I needed to go to like behavioral therapy or something uh-huh. like that. How do you get rid of the number 613? You don't. I can I I don't go because I don't really think anybody can help. I've over the years have tried talking to counselors and psychologists and they really don't have a lot to help me with because I guess they don't have experience of cults. Right. So I eventually quit going. Um my children eventually aged out of counseling, didn't want to do it anymore. Did it help them at all? No, no. The last two counselors that we had, they were actually a more help to me than they were to the kids, but they couldn't, I couldn't talk to them anymore because the, they were one of the kids' counselors. And when my son left and never came back, they had to close the case. Gotcha. I begged them. I'm like, look, talking to you guys helps me. Can I just talk to you? Even on the phone, I'll meet you after work, anything. 
And I guess they're not allowed to do that. They're not allowed to stay in touch with you if you're not a client. They're not allowed to help you, which that's pretty shitty in the mental health industry. The only I think, Well, I think that's the way with any, it's that whole, well, I don't know if HIPAA was back then, but the whole patient privacy Well, they, they told me that if my kids were older and one of them was getting married, I could, I could invite them to the wedding, but they couldn't come. If I was having a backyard barbecue, I could invite them to the barbecue, but legally they're not allowed to come. And she went over all of these things, and I was in tears when they left, and that was the last time I tried to get any type of counseling because there's really nobody out there that I feel can help me with this crap. So, and you struggle a lot with the mental health industry also. Can you suggest anything for me? I... The only thing I can say is, as far as therapists go, it, it, it takes a while to find one that you click with. But what is a therapist even going to tell me? Don't look at the number anymore? No. I, I, first of all, I'm not a therapist, so I cannot tell you. Really? They, you know, no, I'm saying like I have no idea. <coughs> but I mean, I'm sure there are techniques that they could possibly use maybe to lessen the impact. I don't know. The, the, impact, know. the impact has lessened over the years, but just like with any trauma or even surgery, there's only so much you can do. When you're doing reconstructive surgery, you get to a point that this is as good as it's going to get. It's never going to be back to looking originally like it was. You've seen my arm, and I've had three surgeries on it. It will never look normal like it did again, and I'm assuming that my head is never going to be normal again I've been working on it for years um I behavioral modification I don't think that would help I, I'm just not sure at this point so if any listeners out there might have a you know some uh what am, what's the word I'm looking for psychologist psychiatrist no it has a, of... not it has a, an idea oh okay an idea of what might help me other than that we're running out of time is there any um, any questions you want to ask about this? Or are Debbie, we going to have to have a part two? We're going to have to have a part two because I have so many questions. Okay. Anybody else out there, if you have any questions on this episode um, and you want to help Laura out with the next episode, we're going to do listener questions. We won't... Um, we'll do some listener okay. questions and we'll do part, we'll do ep, um, part B, part B of this one. So um, hope you guys enjoyed it. There was a lot of heartfelt that came out of this one and a lot of homework that I had to do that I had to think about what bothers me, what doesn't, and yay! yay. Well, I hope it was a little therapeutic. Um, talking, so I had somebody ask me, why am I doing this? Why am I exposing myself to all of this? And I think it's one of the last things I can do to try and heal is talk about what happened. Let other people know... What happened to you, you don't need to, you know, you don't have to wallow in it. You can, you don't have to listen to other people. Well, it wasn't that bad. Well, you know what? It happened to you. They weren't there. Do not let anybody else trivialize what happened to you. Because if if it affected you and it still affects you to this day, it's not something small. Somebody else might go, oh, well, that's not that big. Well, and but it's no one it else's is. business. Exactly. It's also, it's no one else's business. Because they, even if they did experience the same thing, they experience it in a different way. Correct. So, yeah. So, to say, oh, that's nothing or that, or get over it, no. Um, there's different things in sexual assault. There's people that are assaulted and then there's people that maybe just, they're groped and grabbed and... They're both traumatic, and just because, you know, yours wasn't as bad as the other person's, it, it doesn't, you don't minimalize it. Right, Because right. it's still traumatic, and it happened to you. And you it's that it. person's story. Yes, and you didn't ask for this traumatic thing to happen to you. So never minimalize yourself, never compare your trauma to anybody else's, because if it hurts you, it, it hurt you. And your story is your story. Exactly. Period. Exactly. Period. All right, guys, as always, if you're in an unsafe situation, please try and find some help. 
We are going to be back next week with, I guess, Laura's many, many questions. And And hopefully some listeners um, through Facebook or through the website um, send us questions. Yeah, um, anytime on Facebook, y'all want to ask me something. Or start a conversation yourself. Or start a conversation about anything. I usually have my data on when I'm at work. I can usually answer just about any time. So... Anyway, like I said, this is probably going to be a lengthy episode. And until next time, this is Debbie. And this is Laura. And if you're in a safe situation, get get the the hell hell out. out. Bye. Until next time.